All right, welcome in this week to the Ride On Sports Podcast. With me here, not Jason Casera, but Chris Six own Jeff Dubroff. Jeff, how are you doing today? Gabe, I'm good, man. I'm good. Thanks for having me, and I uh, I appreciate the invite. Yeah, of course, of course. We're looking forward to having you on. We're going to talk plenty of football today, both Coastal Bend and in the NFL. Uh, we got the Houston Texans. Uh, what would we do with this team? Uh, Mike McCarthy, is it time for him to go in Dallas? We're going to play a little contender or pretender in the NFL. And, of course, talking some high school football after that crazy Miller versus Port Lavaca game. All of this right here coming up on the Right On Sports Podcast. This is the Right On Sports Podcast with Jason Cassera and Gabe Myers, your best source for local sports talk. The Ride On crew will be highlighting all your favorite local teams and everything else the world of sports has to offer from right here in the Coastal Bend. All right, once again, welcome in. And with me here is Jeff Dubroff from Channel 6 Sports. And Jeff, first thing we're going to get to today, the Houston Texans dropping the game against the Green Bay Packers going to 1-6 now on the season. I think the only question asked right now, Jeff, is what would you do? Would you blow this team up? Uh, you know, Gabe, I, uh, you know, it's funny is I texted a friend and, you know, back in September after they lost that first game to Kansas City uh, week one on Thursday night football, I said, this is a, a five and 11 team. Uh, they're really unimpressive. And, and they're quite frankly, they're not good. Um, Bill O'Brien has really, you know, ransacked that team with the terrible deals that he made. Um, I, I, I would start by rebuilding immediately, um, you know rebuild around Deshaun Watson and, and unless, I mean, unless you get a lucrative offer to trade him, but you've signed him to that contract. I trade JJ Watt though. Um, and let a new coach come in offensive minded, come in and build around Deshaun Watson. Yeah. It's, I mean, I feel like it's gotta be an offensive minded coach here. Someone who can get the most out of the talent that is currently on the roster. Um, Deshaun Watson, I mean, like you said, you did pay him that long-term deal. The The bad part about this is the Texans don't have their first or second-round pick in this upcoming draft, which hinders kind of how good this job is. Um, and we don't, we're not going to know the damage that Bill O'Brien did until probably five years down the line. Um, this feels like a team you have to blow up, uh, probably sellers at the trade deadline, uh, actually, a little birdie told me today that the Green Bay Packers are looking heavily at Will Fuller. Um, I think if you can get any return on Will Fuller, you should do it. What do you think about that, Jeff? Absolutely. No, this is a team where any any piece that can be traded needs to be traded. Uh, they have no draft picks. The team, the roster is bad. So, no, there's going to be no reinforcements on the way. We haven't even thought about the repercussions that the coronavirus might have on future salaries. You're already seeing it in the NBA. You're going to see it in the MLB. Players just are not gonna are not gonna get paid as much in free agency. Um, you know, I, I would take any trade that I can on any player that's not named Deshaun Watson. Yeah, it's and Laramie um, Tunsil. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think that's an interesting angle that you mentioned about the coronavirus and the salary cap here. And this is something that could come into a huge effect with Zach Cunningham having a big contract number, deciding that huge extension. Obviously, Watson and Tunsil have big numbers, but you kind of feel like those two guys are at least worth their deals. Let me ask you this, and this is a question no one wants to ask in, uh, or no one wants to answer in Houston, Texas, Jeff, is, uh, is it time to trade J.J. Watt? I think so. I think so. And the fact that you're already seeing it out there in the national media as a as an actual proposition, which if you had said that last year or the year before, you would have been crazy. 
Um, but yes, no, it's a real possibility. There's a lot of teams, Seattle for one, that I think could pay a lot of or give give up a lot. Uh, you know, maybe a second and a third, a third and a fourth uh, for JJ Watt. Um, I mean, maybe even a yeah, like I said, maybe a second and a third is what I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, that's a you would think JJ Watt would at least bring in a healthy haul, try to just mitigate some of the loss that you know that. Bill O'Brien accumulated over the last few years and just losing those draft picks. And no one in Houston wants to talk about it, but the reality is this is a rebuilding team at the moment, uh, despite having your franchise quarterback and probably your franchise left tackle. Outside of that, just not a ton of talent on this roster. So maybe it is time to blow blow it up. Watt also, he's turned 30 now. He, you know, his best years are behind him while he's still a really, really good player. He's not the dominant force he was in 2014 15 16 no and he i mean he hasn't been able to stay healthy however a team would need him a team would take a lot of value in him and if i'm the texans i do it yeah it's i can see i think seattle's a really good team for what you just said they traded for carlos dunlap but they definitely need some more help on that defense and we'll get into that in a little bit but i think uh, seattle would be one team maybe even the green bay packers a team that would be willing to pay a hefty price to bring in a guy like jj watt um, I want to move on to the other team in Texas now, another potential rebuilding job, the Dallas Cowboys. And year one has not gone well for Mike McCarthy. And as we get into this, I want to apologize to the listeners of Right on Sports. Um, a week ago, I said that Mike McCarthy should be fired before Thanksgiving. I was wrong. A lapse in judgment on my part. He should be fired before Halloween. Um, I think Mike McCarthy has done an absolutely atrocious job with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Jeff, I want to know, are you in the fire McCarthy train like I am? Hey, no. Um, I think it's too soon. You know, look, they're two and five, but it's not as if they're two and five with the same roster that they had last year. And the defense they had last year was significantly better than they have this year. They picked up pieces that were – I don't even know how to describe them. They, they, they were spares almost, just guys that teams didn't want anymore, and they picked them up. Big names that, you know, that, that people would have – you know, fond over back in the day. It's just not the same team. And you have a lot of guys, especially offensive line is just banged up. A lot of those guys are on the IR at the moment and that doesn't hurt. I mean, Andy Dalton's not playing great, but he has no time to throw. And it's just not a good roster right now. Yeah, you're right. This is, I, I want to bring that up because I, I've thought for several years, the Dallas Cowboys roster gets consistently overrated because they play in so many primetime games and their fan base is so big and so loud that we consistently overrate the talent of this Cowboys roster. Now, you do bring up a good point, the injuries. I'm not sure what quarterback would play well behind this offensive line. But the reality is, Mike McCarthy, we were told for years that Jason Garrett was a problem. And if they had a good coach, like like Mike McCarthy, a guy who's won a Super Bowl, if they had a good coach, this team would be a Super Bowl contender. And at no point this season has this team looked like a Super Bowl contender. And the defense, as far as I'm concerned, it's not – I don't think this defense from a talent perspective is significantly worse than it was a year ago. I think a lot of it falls on coaching and you're seeing a little bit of a, I want to call it a player mutiny happening with all the leaks happening in a Dallas organization about how these players don't believe in the coaching staff. I think if you make a mistake, it's just, you got to admit you made the mistake and move on and try to hire somebody better. But I do, it takes a lot to fire a coach after one year. Um, But I just think it's, it seems pretty obvious to me that Dallas made a mistake. You know, Jerry's a very loyal individual. You saw how loyal he was to Jason Garrett. He's not going to get rid of a guy that he firmly believes in, one, because I don't think he wants to admit that he was wrong. Hmm. And two, you know, it is early. You know, 
Mike McCarthy is still a Super Bowl winning coach. Granted, he had one of the best quarterbacks of all time. But you can't discredit that. I think they have to give him at least one more year, maybe even two. Again, this roster is not good and they're hurt. They're their franchise quarterback or what Cowboys fans would like to be their franchise quarterback is out for the year with a horrendous injury. And when that happens on top of everything else, it's just it's a lost season. Yeah, you're right. This is a lost season. So moving on to the quarterback situation, we mentioned Dalton not playing well at all. Now you can blame it on any number of things. But does Dalton not playing well just really assure that Dak Prescott's going to be getting a massive extension this offseason? I don't know if he'll get a massive extension. I think he might get franchise tagged again. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure Jerry Jones would be willing to commit to a massive extension and hasn't even seen him play ever since coming back from an injury. Um, you know, he's a businessman. He's not, in the, he's not in the business of giving out massive contracts, in my thoughts, just because he feels sorry for Dak or, or, or you know, Dak is it's – a, it's a sad story. He's going to have to see Dak – you know, play really well. It's just the nature of the game. Yeah, I mean, with with um, with Dak Prescott, it's uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's a scary situation. You never want to see a guy go down the way he did, especially statistically having the year that he was having. I want to throw this angle at you though. With all these young quarterbacks coming in and playing well, you have Burrow and Herbert this year, and two is about to take the field this upcoming week. We've seen recently, you know, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. Um, guys like that, uh, Kyler Murray really lighting up the league right now with all these young quarterbacks coming into the league and playing well. And Dallas is just – it seems like their trajectory is one that they're going to end up with a top five pick in the draft. Do you just, you know, maybe say see you later to Dak with this injury and with the expensive roster that you have right now, go forward with, you know, maybe a Justin Fields, a Trey Lance. I don't think they'll be in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes, but one of the top, one of the top three quarterbacks in this draft and just say – hey, you're, you're the guy we're going to build around while we have all these expensive contracts we're paying and we're going to get a quarterback on his rookie deal. It depends on who it is. Um, you know, if it's a Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence, like, it it makes sense to me. Um, again, this is a business. Uh, and and sometimes you got, you got to treat it as such. And, and if they feel as if Dak Prescott getting or moving on from Dak is the better, or is, is the better alternative, if they can get a Justin Fields, or Trevor Lawrence, you know, this team is only two and five and there's a lot of season left. I still think the Jets will probably lock up that number one spot, but the Jets might sneak a game or two in there. It's probably not. It's not likely, but the Cowboys are, you know, they're, they're, they're bad. They're not good this year. Uh, they could lock up a top five spot and make that decision from there. Uh, it's, you know, the offensive line is not as strong as it used to be. Um, and I think they might start there. Uh, getting rookie offense alignment it's just around Dak yeah the I mean there's actually a really good left tackle in this draft from Oregon who's projected to go in the top five you could go in that direction as well or you could even trade back accumulate multiple picks to a quarterback needy team potentially like you know maybe the New Orleans Saints Indianapolis Colts uh someone with just an older quarterback who will be looking to move on to a younger guy so maybe get a bunch of draft picks for you know let's call it number four overall pick that Dallas could potentially have um, so I want to ask you this, Jeff, because there is there are rumblings about McCarthy and Dallas, and obviously the Texans will be looking for a head coach this offseason. Your young, hot offensive mind, Jeff Dubroff, number one coaching candidate on the market, and Houston Texans and Dallas Cowboys come knocking at your door and offering you a head coaching job. Which one are you taking? I'm taking the Cowboys. Why are you taking the uh, Dallas? You know, 
Jerry Jones is, you know, one of those owners, but he's going to do everything in his power and not within his resources and within, within his reach to, to help you succeed. Uh, and the, and the roster is still really good. You have Zeke Elliott at running back, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CD lamb. And, you know, I, I, I like Dak. You bring Dak back. It's just a better team. It's a better roster. You gotta, you gotta patch some things up on defense for sure, but the, they're far better off than the Texans roster right now. Yeah, actually, you brought up a guy that I was thinking about here as trade bait, uh, potentially as Michael Gallup. His contract is up at the end of next season, and with signing Amari Cooper to a big extension this past offseason and drafting C.D. Lamb in the first round, it seems unlikely that Dallas would be willing to give Michael Gallup a market value extension. Is he a guy that you potentially look at trading away in you know this trade deadline season? I could see that or Amari Cooper, um, you know, CeeDee Lamb is, is obviously great. Uh, I'm a big fan of Cedric Wilson. I think he can be a nice number two or a three on a team. And you just then decide, is Gallup or Cooper going to get you more value? If you're looking for value in the draft, I think you trade Cooper. Yeah, it's the problem with Cooper is he does have that big contract that he just signed. Um, but I, I'm, I'm curious to see if Dallas use themselves as sellers at the deadline. Probably a lot of that comes down to this week. They are playing Philadelphia, and if they win that game – Heck, they're leaders in the NFC East if they win this weekend, which is crazy to say, despite that they would be three and five. That's just how bad that division is. Yeah, it's, it's you know, the old saying, it's the NFC least, right? Not the NFC East. Yeah, I jokingly call it the NFC beast, but uh, the leader in that division currently has two wins as the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, but I'm curious to see what Dallas does at the deadline. I know Jerry does not like to sell, but it feels like, I mean, I feel like you have to sell this year, even if this team does somehow back their way in the playoffs, which the way they're playing right now seems incredibly unlikely. Um, they have no chance at winning a game. So it would make sense to sell, try to get at least some draft capital for whether it's McCarthy having a full offseason and hopefully a non-corona offseason for the sake of all of us, um, just to get this team right, get this roster right going into 2021. Yeah, let's hope we can have a corona-free offseason. Uh for everyone, as you mentioned. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what Jerry does. Um, Jerry's a very prideful guy. Jerry Jones, you know, gives off the persona that he's very prideful, doesn't, again, doesn't like to admit he makes mistakes. Making uh, making sales at the deadline means that this team's not good, and I don't think he's, he's wanting to admit that. Yeah, I think you're right about that. And maybe this team views as, hey, we get, we get a healthy offensive line back next year. We get Dak back next year. Maybe they view themselves as, hitting the reset button this offseason and coming back next year with what they think is a Super Bowl roster. Although, who knows what's going on in Jerry Jones's head. But with that being said, we're going to take a quick break here with a message from Right On, and we'll be back with a little contender or pretender. Jeff and I will discuss which teams we think are legitimate Super Bowl contenders and which teams you think we should just throw away. All right, stay tuned right here on the Right On Sports Podcast. I'd like to take this minute to talk about RightOnCorpus.com. Right on Corpus is a lifestyle media company that creates fun in our city by promoting experiences that you guys will love. They are the people to turn to for advice on everything Coastal Bend. What fun shall you do today? Find out at rightoncorpus.com. All right, we are back here on the Right On Sports Podcast with us today, Jeff Dubroff from Channel 6. And we're going to start today, there's a second segment, we're going to start with some contender or pretender here in the NFL, which teams do we think will be legitimate Super Bowl contenders? Jeff, you ready? Let's do it. All righty. First team up, 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Jeff, are they legitimate Super Bowl contenders or are they a pretender? Uh, they're contenders. Uh, that's a great football team. I think it's the best football team in the NFL right now. Uh, five and two with really impressive wins over uh, Green or an impressive win over Green Bay just a couple weeks ago. Um, and that defense is fantastic. You know, Todd Bowles is doing a great job. He'll end up being a head coach again uh, sometime soon. But that's a, that's a really impressive team. And, and, and Tom Brady looks great. Yeah, I'm with you all the way, contender. And you took the words right out of my mouth. I uh, I believe this is the best team in the NFL as well. I don't think anyone would be favored over them in my mind on a neutral field. Brady looks like he's thirty. He's thirty three, not forty three. Um, obviously, you have all these weapons coming in. And I was, you know, watching some of Tampa Bay the last couple of weeks. They're about to get Antonio Brown. I mean, think about how lethal this offense has been. You're about to have Antonio Brown playing that Scotty Miller role. I mean, I don't understand how you're going to cover this offense. And you mentioned the defense. Todd Bowles is coaching his way to another head coaching opportunity with a very talented defense that even without Vita Vea, you can't run the football on. And we all know about the pass rushers they have with Shaq Barrett and JPP. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's they look really good. I still think, you know, they get Antonio Brown very soon. And uh, that's going to be interesting to see what happens from there. Yeah, I'm curious to see what it looks like with Antonio Brown. How quickly will they work him into the offense? But when he's been on the field the last, you know, six, seven, eight years, he's been the best receiver in the NFL. So if he's on the field and he's not, you know, he's not doing weird stuff off the field, he's going to be nothing but an addition for this Tampa Bay offense that already is loaded. All right, next team on the list, another team from the NFC South, the New Orleans Saints, Jeff. Contender or pretender? Uh, I'm going to say a pretender and even – so they might be a contender to miss the playoffs. Uh, we don't know what's going on with this Michael Thomas situation. You know, it, it reminds me very much of this Antonio Brown. I got paid. Goes a little off the rails. We situation we saw with Pittsburgh and then um, obviously Oakland, uh, now Las Vegas rather. Um, I don't know. Uh, and when Michael Thomas is on the field, they're so much better. Um, I'm not convinced. I'm just not convinced with their wins this year and, and, I think, you know, I think we're seeing Breeze's age now more than ever. Yeah, I hate to say it, Jeff, but I'm with you on this one. I thought we'd disagree here. I'm pretender on the Saints as well. Um, Michael, obviously not having Michael Thomas has hurt them and hurt them when he hasn't been out there. But I think even with Michael Thomas, the fatal flaw of this team is that they can't throw down the field. They can't create these explosive plays. And especially in the playoffs, it's hard to go 10, 12 plays down the field consistently. Um, and also, this is a defense this year that has underperformed. Uh, Cam Jordan, who's been a Pro Bowl, All-Pro player the last two years, has not been the dominant force on the edge. He's typically been. Marshawn Lattimore is very hot and cold at cornerback. Um, and I think with Drew Brees, you said it best, his age is showing more than ever. And it's not something that's going to get better as the year goes on. It's only going to get worse. Uh, they, they keep doing this Taysom Hill experiment, which I just don't, I don't quite understand. It feels like Brees gets pissed off anytime they put him into the game. Um, I'm with you here. Pretender on the New Orleans Saints. This is team is not as good as they were the past couple of years. And um, now this year, I just don't see them as legitimate Super Bowl contenders as they enter the playoffs. You might be right about missing the playoffs, but there is that extra playoff spot this year, which could potentially save them. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Next team up, Los Angeles Rams, Jeff. Contender or pretender? I'm gonna go with contender. I like this Rams team, and, and you know they're in a real. They're probably in the best division of football this year. Um, five and two, a really nice one over the Bears the other week. Um, that that loss to 
San Francisco was pretty pretty bad. Uh, that, that's a bad loss. But you know, it, it, Jared Goff, I like a lot. Um, I really do. I think he's very accurate. You know, the receivers are Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are great, and that defense is fantastic. Aaron Donald's Aaron Donald, I, I think, could be the MVP. He's not going to win MVP. They don't give it to defensive players, but he is the MVP of that team. He's great. Yeah, the first time we talked, I said pretender with the Rams, but you've kind of swayed me to your side, and the more I've thought about it, I'm going to say contender with the Los Angeles Rams. Um, I like Jared Goff more than most people. Uh, while I don't quite believe in their running backs, they do, McVay in that scheme will get production out of the backs, whether it's Henderson or Malcolm Brown or the rookie camp makers. He's actually the one I like the best. Maybe he eventually steps up later this year. Uh, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods are a good duo at wide receiver. Higby and Everett are two good tight ends. I didn't even think about that Tyler Higby didn't play on Monday night against the Bears. Um, and he's one of the more potent weapons in that offense. And defensively, I think the talent outside of Ramsey and Donald is mostly average. But I think they're very well coached and they don't give up big plays and they don't make mistakes. And defensively, that goes a long way. Now, their path to the Super Bowl in the NFC. And if they can do that against Tampa Bay and against, you know, Green Bay – I think that's uh, – and against Seattle, that's a path to victory. I I, liked, I actually like the Rams more than I thought I liked the Rams a few days ago. I'm going to go contender with the Los Angeles Rams. There we go. Glad I could convince you. Yeah, you swayed me on that one. All right, next team on the list, Tennessee Titans, Jeff. Contender or pretender? I'm going to go contender. I really like this team. Outside of their defense, you know, being very up and down, I think Derrick Henry's great. Um, Ryan Tannehill's looked really good this year. Um, more of an indictment on uh, Adam Gase, right? Uh, Ryan Tannehill has looked really good. I think you know, fifteen hundred or just below sixteen hundred yards. But Derrick Henry is just unbelievable. Um, if they could just figure out that defense, uh, that's a team that that can make some big time run in the playoffs. Yeah, so I'm gonna disagree with you here, Jeff, and I'm gonna say pretender, and the reason why is because. They're, they have the worst third down defense in the NFL. And watching them against the Steelers and against the Texans the last couple of weeks, they consistently give up third and eight, third and nine, third and 12. Um, they're consistently giving up those. And I think when you go into, go into the postseason where you're playing these good quarterbacks, you have to get off the field. Um, and I think the complimentary football with Derrick Henry and a good defense works if the defense able to get off the field. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to use Derrick Henry the way they would like to if their defense keeps on playing this way. I'm going to say contender just simply because I don't think a team that's the worst third-down defense in the NFL, an NFL that includes the New York Jets, is capable of winning a Super Bowl. We'll see when I'm right. Ha! Well, yeah, they're going to end up – they'll probably end up back in the AFC Championship game because I said that. Uh, But I do like the Titans offense, though. Tannehill's been awesome. Derrick Henry's great. A.J. Brown, Corey Davis – been really good at wide receiver. All right, next team on the list, Seattle Seahawks, Jeff, contender or pretender? I'm going to say pretender on this one. You know, this is – they're flying by the seat of their pants, and, and and how many crazy games can they possibly play in? Just finish out a game for once. Good gosh. Um, I mean, all their games have been close, and they only win because of Russell Wilson. And eventually that might run out. We, I mean, we'll see. Could be proven wrong, but that defense is really, you know, not good. It's a bad defense. No pass rush. Um, I know they got Cam Dawkins from the Bengals. That might help, but it's it's it will not be enough. I'm telling you, watch out. J.J. Watt, Seattle. Man, that's an interesting theory you have there. I'm with you on this one. Despite my love for Russell Wilson, 
I'm saying pretender here as well for the same reason. I mean, their defense is just atrocious. I mean, they can't stop anyone. And when you have to go through in the NFC potentially, whether it's whoever's in the NFC West, whether it's San Francisco or Seattle or Arizona, who they played the other night, and then Tampa Bay or potentially New Orleans and Green Bay, um, having a bad defense just is not going to work. Um, and I think they just won't be able to get enough stops in the playoffs to win a playoff game. We're in total agreement here on this one. Pretender on Seattle because of that terrible defense. Um, they get no pressure on the quarterback. And their secondary, I mean, Jamal Adams is great. One of the corners, Griffin, is fine. But, I mean, if you have no pass rush, it doesn't matter who's in your secondary. I Yeah, I, I, I agree 100%. Yeah. All right. Next team on the list. The Buffalo Bills in the AFC East, contender or pretender? I'm going to go contender here, uh, Gabe. You know, I, I am a big fan of Josh Allen. I'm a believer in Josh Allen. I really am. Um, and I and I like Sean McDermott a lot. I'd like to see the running game get a little bit better. The run game is not great. I'm not a huge – you know, I, Devin Singletary is questionable to me. Um, I like this team a lot. I think their defense is very solid. Yeah, I'm I'm opposite of you on this one again, Jeff. I'm going uh, I'm going pretender here, um, and it's because I haven't seen it yet from the defense. Maybe three weeks from now, if the defense strings together some good performances, I'll be on board with this team. Because, like you said about Sean McDermott and Josh Allen, I'm with you. I'm a total believer in Josh Allen. I think McDermott is the best coach that the mainstream, you know, the casual football fan doesn't really know about. I think Buffalo. I think he's done a great job out in Buffalo. But this defense, for what it was last year and what we thought it was going to be this year, it hasn't been that. It's been a bottom 10 defense in the NFL. And despite my belief in Josh Allen, if you're a bottom 10 defense in the NFL, it's pretty much impossible to win a Super Bowl. I mean, even the Chiefs, they didn't – last year they won a Super Bowl because, you know, the last six weeks of the year, their defense really tightened things up. Um, And Josh Allen, despite both of us believing in him, I think we can both agree he's not Patrick Mahomes. Um so I, I've, if this Buffalo defense can get right, get to where they were, pl- get to the level they were playing a year ago, then I'd be on your side of this. But until I see that defense play better, I'm going to have to go pretender with the Buffalo Bills. I just don't think a average to below average defense can win playoff games. Yeah, that is obviously a concern. I agree. Yeah. But I mean, like you said, McDermott. I mean, he's a really good coach. He's a defensive guy as well. If they get if they get it going, maybe in three weeks, I'm on your side of this thing. All right, next team on the list, the Green Bay Packers, Jeff, contender or pretender? I'm going to go uh, – uh, gosh, I'm going to go contender. Um, but, you know, on the cusp of, you know, teetering on the fence of being a uh, pretender. That loss to Tampa was pretty bad, but they bounced back with a nice one over the Texans. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers has been great, though, this year. Uh, maybe they get him some help at the trade deadline offensively with some weapons, but – He's been great. I think Aaron Jones is a great running back, and the uh, the Smith brothers are solid on defense. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it a little bit earlier where there's some rumblings of Will Fuller possibly going to Green Bay. I think he'd be the perfect compliment to Devontae Adams, take the top off that defense while Adams works the middle of the field, and we know Aaron Rodgers can throw the deep ball. I'm going to say contender with the Green Bay Packers. I'm more bullish on them than you are. Um, I get the Tampa Bay loss was bad, but like we were saying earlier, we both think Tampa Bay is the best team in the league. Um, and I think a lot of things went wrong for them in Tampa Bay. Remember, they were up 10 to nothing before the pick six. And I think, I think everything just seemed to go downhill from there. Um, <laughs> I think that was just a combination of a lot of bad things happening. Uh, I think that was just an aberration game from the Green Bay Packers. I'm a believer in this team. I'm a believer in Aaron Rodgers. I think he is 
still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And like you said, Aaron Jones is really, really good at running back. I think LaFleur, I wasn't a believer in him when he got hired by Green Bay, but he's proven me and any other doubters that he had wrong. Um, I'm a, I'm a believer in Green Bay. I mean, this is a team that, you know, we could be looking at. They could be the number one seed in the NFC come playoff time, meaning the Super Bowl is going to go through Lambeau. And that's a tough place to play, even without fans, because it's going to be under about three feet of snow come January. Yeah, that's yeah. You're right. You're right. That is, I mean, that's a tough proposition, especially if you're looking at a team like Tampa Bay or a West Coast team like the Rams or you know the 49ers, somebody like that going up there in uh, in late January to play in Green Bay. That's a tough, uh, tough proposition. I'm going contender in Green Bay. I think they're a legitimate Super Bowl team. Uh, next team on the list from the NFC West. The Arizona Cardinals, Jeff, contender or pretender? I'm going to go pretender on this one. Uh, team's a little too inconsistent for me. Kyler Murray's been great. He could be the MVP this year. Um, you know, the defense has stepped up in times. Patrick Peterson, Buda Bakers look great. Uh, you know, but the losses to Detroit, the losses to Carolina have kind of deterred me. I, I'm not sold. Especially yeah, I'm, a great division. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. Uh, pretender with the Arizona Cardinals here. And for me, it's one reason and one reason only. Cliff Kingsbury had a losing record in college. I refuse to believe he could be a successful NFL coach. Now, he's kind of proven me wrong this year so far. But like I said, the inconsistency, the loss to Carolina, who's definitely not an elite team, uh, loss to um, Detroit, who, you know, is 500 right now. I mean, this is not a very, you know, not a very high-level team. Not very high-level teams that they've lost to. I mean, they have DeAndre Hopkins, which is an awesome addition for them. I do like Kyler Murray a lot, but I don't think Cliff Kingsbury, if Arizona can make the playoffs, and I'm not convinced they will, even though they are 5-2 and two right now, even if they make the playoffs, I'm not convinced they can win playoff games with the coaching staff that I think is subpar at best. I'm a, I'm a believer in Kingsbury. I think he's having a good year. I mean, he's having a good year. I just – oh, man, he just failed upwards going from losing at Texas Tech to coaching in the NFL. But maybe I'm wrong on this one like I was with LaFleur. Uh, last team here on the list, the Baltimore Ravens, Jeff. Contender or pretender? Uh, contender, but I also need to see them beat a, a very good team. We've seen them struggle against the Kansas City Chiefs. We've seen them struggle against, you know, above average teams. Their wins this year are only the Browns, Texans, Redskins, Bengals, and Eagles. And look, they're beating those teams like they should. They're beating them by a margin that they should. Um, show me a win over the Steelers this week. Show me a win over the Colts the following week. And and try to beat the Steelers later in the year, and then I'll believe you. Uh, but, you know, they got Yannick Ngakwe. It's only going to make the team better. I, I like John Harbaugh a lot. and it, It's hard to bet against Lamar Jackson, even though his, uh, his passing numbers are not great this year. But I, I have faith he'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm a contender here on Baltimore as well. The only thing that's a little scary is Lamar in the playoffs has not been good in his career. But Lamar has taken, has taken jumps every year. Some people are disappointed in this Baltimore team, but I think a lot of that is due to the expectation after what happened last season where second half of the year they were just blowing everybody out. People forget it wasn't until about week seven, which is this week, they really hit their stride a year ago. And they hit the Steelers this weekend in what should be the Sunday night football game, but instead we're getting Eagles and Cowboys because that's the way the NFL works. Um, but I, I'm going contender here with Baltimore as well. This offense is very hard to defend. You know, no, there's nothing like it in the NFL. Getting Anik and Gakwe, combining him with Calais Campbell up front, is going to make that pass rush nasty. They have Matthew Judon as well, is really good. And that secondary is probably the best in the NFL. And the rookie Patrick Queen, 
good athletic linebacker for them. I'm a believer in the Baltimore Ravens. They can avoid the Chiefs in the AFC. I think we'll be seeing them in Tampa Bay for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, like I said, just to follow up, they got to show me they can beat a good team. Yeah, and I mean, and this and this weekend they get an opportunity against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are the last remaining unbeaten team, who we did not mention in this part because I think it's pretty obvious Steelers are contender. Same with the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, pretty obvious those two teams are contenders. We wanted to wanted to do this, and maybe some teams that people had questions about is who we have on this list. Now, speaking of teams you have questions about, how about the Miller Bucks and the uh, Port Lavaca and the Port Lavaca Calhoun Sand Crabs? My question for you, Jeff, is where was the defense on Friday night? Good Lord, 77 to 76. Yeah, it was non-existent. Um, you know, I the teams that have played Miller this year, their strategy is to slow the ball down and not let their offense on the field as much. I'm not sure why Port Lavaca Calhoun was so insistent on scoring and scoring and scoring. Um, and and that, in sense, that in turn kept Miller in the game because uh, Miller's, Miller's offense is really good, and Andrew Body was unbelievable. Um I don't know. At some point, slow the game down and don't let them have the ball back. But th- there was no defense there. And, you know, Miller Miller put up two very good games against Cal Allen and Calhoun. Um, I think uh, it's something to, to – you know, losing is never fun, but that's got to be somewhat positive. Yeah, there's – I mean, they were about – I mean, they make one more play against Cal Allen. They win that game. Obviously, a two-point conversion against Calhoun. They get that one. They win that game as well as our, and are undefeated in district. Andrew Body nine touchdowns. There's not. I mean, he scored seventy six points on offense. There's really nothing more you can do um, defensively. At some point, though, this Miller defense has to step up if they want to make any kind of run in the the four A state playoffs. Yeah, we'll see. You know, they're going to have a tough region. That's a very tough region, but they've shown that they're good enough to get through it. <clears throat> yeah, it's. Um, it is, a, it is a tough region. That's a tough district as well. That's a monster of a district down in 15-4A. But it's uh, at some point, I just feel like Miller has to play defense. But now we're looking at the schedule, and it pretty much looks like it's coming down to uh, Port Lavaca and Cal Allen is going to decide a district title down there in 4A. How do you think? Uh, I mean, the other two teams who are going to do nothing but run the ball. I'm setting the over-under pass attempts at 10 in that game. Uh, how do you think that one pans out? Yeah, that might go under, uh, Gabe. That might go under. Uh, that's going to be a really good game. I think Calhoun, though, Calhoun's really good. Um, and Cal Allen, without their, running, or their quarterback right now, I think Calhoun could win that game and, and, and win it pretty favor, uh, pretty easily. But we'll see. You know, it's a re- Cal Allen is, is known for their coaching. They always have good athletes. And then Phil Danaher is the winningest coach in Texas football history for a reason. Yeah, that's a game we'll all be looking forward to uh, here in the month of November as we approach that. And then I want to take a look at 5A here. I'll be calling a game in 5A tomorrow night uh, when Victoria West takes on uh, Gregory Portland, be on call with Doug Kesterson on 1440 Keys. So be on the lookout for that, all the millions of listeners of this podcast. Um, but it looks like in that district, I mean, Victoria West is 2-0 right now, but the expectation coming into the season was it's going to be Vets and Flower Bluff and there's no reason to think otherwise up to this point. Uh, how do you think that pans out? They're both really good. I think both have a shot of winning the region uh, this year. I truly do. I, I see. I can see one of those teams in the state semifinal. Um, I'm going to take Vets though. Um, I think Vets is is very very good. Um, and and I think Bluff is very good. But I, I think Vets is there's something special this year. I think they have a shot to really you know go deep this year. Uh, Carter Centerfit's an unbelievable quarterback. Uh, their their defense is great, and they, they just have a good chemistry and rhythm this year. 
Yeah, I think <laughs> there's a bad taste in some people's mouth here in the Coastal Bend following Vets's, uh you know, fourth-round playoff loss to Wagner a year ago. But two things. One, Wagner's not in that district. And then the second thing, remember that Flower Bluff in the second round played Wagner to, you know, down to the final possession. I think Vets, there was an emotional letdown after that Miller game of how big of a game that was here in the Coastal Bend. Vets is definitely better than what they showed in that game against Wagner a year ago. And they're better this year with a healthy Carter center fit. Yeah, you know, last year Carter center fit was banged up. Uh, and this year he's not. And, and you can absolutely see it. He's playing 100%. Yeah, it's. I'm very curious to see what this uh, what this Vets team looks like um, going into the playoffs this year. I mean, they hit the ground running. They had a big win against Miller, a three touch. The only team to really put it to Miller this year was Vets in their first game of the season. They have not looked back. Looking forward to how that pans out. Um, so now I want to ask you a question. We talked about Miller, Port Lavaca, Kyle, and Vets, Flower Bluff. Um, and we're taking Refugio out of this, the defending state champions in two A. Which Coastal Bend school do you think will go the furthest in Texas State playoffs this year? I think Veterans Memorial. You think uh, that – you mentioned the region contenders. I think they win the region. Wow. Bold predictions here. That's what we do on the Ride on Sports podcast. Um, so, yeah, I, you're just a – you're really just a believer in Carter Center. And, I mean, rightfully so. Rightfully no, I'm so. a believer in the entire team. I think they're really good. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, – this team – I mean, like I said, they haven't missed a beat all year. Um they came. I thought they might start a little bit slow because of COVID, because it was a weird offseason. I thought a lot of high school teams, it would be, you know, a little sloppy to start the year. And you saw that with some with some schools. You did not see that at all with Vets. They came out, guns a-blazing, um, and they look ready to go. And I'm very excited to see what Vets, Kyle, and Port Lavaca, Bluff, Miller, I'm, I'm even Refurio down in 2A, excited to see what all these schools do in the Texas State playoffs. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting. I hope um... – you know, I hope they all have great playoff appearances. Yeah, it'd be awesome to cover some Coastal Bend playoff games. Uh, hopefully we can get some Coastal Bend matchups there deep in the playoffs. But I think that just about wraps us up here for today. Jeff, I want to thank you once again for uh, for coming on the show. Yeah, absolutely, Gabe. You know, always a pleasure. And then when the uh, when you're back with your, your partner, would love to, you know, come on as a guest for a little segment if you'll have me. Oh, absolutely. As we hit the uh, – actually, we're going to book this right now. When the uh, when the sub-5A playoffs start we're having that week, we'll have you back on again. I'm booking it right here live on podcast. Um, so, you know, we're, we're I'm, that's how I'm going to hold myself to it. Sounds good. I look forward to it. All right, Jeff. Thank you very much. This has been the Right On Sports Podcast.